Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Courtside with, jeez, uh, man, I can't hear anything with all the dribbling. So, as I was trying to tell you, this is a new thing called Courtside with Kellen. Kellen Olsen's our son's brainiac, and he knows everything about the Suns and the players like Kellen, so he's got that going for him. Anyhow, here's Kellen. And he's brought to you by Southwest Gas, committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. All right. Well, thank Southwest Gas for allowing us to speak with Kellen every uh, once a week. Talk a little Suns basketball as we get set for the for a big game against Memphis, which I guess it doesn't really matter because John Moran just basically said that the Suns have no chance yeah, in the it's West. Over. It's just it's Memphis and, and the Celtics in the NBA Finals. That seems like a crazy thing to say out loud, but they're they're young and they just don't care. I kind of respect it. Well, come on. What Jaron Jackson said last year that blew up in his face when Clay yeah. Thompson and the Warriors punked him in the playoffs. Yeah, they don't care. Wanna, I love it. Right. You want to talk the talk, you got to be able to walk the walk. They're not able to walk the walk yet. Not yet, but they're... You can say all you want. You talk all that trash, but then when you lose, you get punked by Clay Thompson. Sometimes you respect someone kind of being naive, you know? I, I respect it. The you, respe- na- you respect that, huh? I just, they don't care. Like, they were talking, the big story that mm. blew them up was when they were talking trash to LeBron, and LeBron was like, why is Desmond, that you've been here a year in the league, why are you talking to me? <laughs> right. And then Freaking Desmond Bain was asked about it, and he's like, I don't care who it is. Moran says he's better than Jordan. I mean, come on. Well, let me ask you this, though, Kellen. Sir. Mm-hmm. We're up 30 games in. Who's been the most impressive team in the West so far? Oh, I mean, there's a there's a lot of bunching up there. Yeah, New Orleans came into my mind first, but I, I like think New Orleans. But I think they came to mind first just because I don't think we considered them in the in the top tier and them kind of making this jump. Sacramento? I, they're they're in consideration Sacramento's as well. Sacramento's had a good so year. So when you factor in like expectations and where they were, I think those are the first two teams to come to mind. Sacramento's a really good call, Gambo. I I think it's Memphis just because I picked them to perhaps be in the play in picture because of the Jaron Jackson Jr. injury and a couple of other things that they lost Kyle Anderson and Anthony Melton just basically didn't replace them. They've just got young guys in their place and they're just they're cruising still. They're still a really, really good, at least regular season team right now. We're not gonna see Desmond Bain tomorrow. Maybe Christmas. he'll be maybe He'll be back Tuesday. They're saying Christmas yeah, when Christmas he'll be back? against Golden State. They're hoping okay, he sent out some kind of cryptic tweet or something oh, like okay. that. So they're hoping to, they haven't had him in a, in a long time. Was he yeah. seventeen games? He's seventeen. Yeah, he's he's played twelve, and he's their shooter. Like he's their yeah. guy. Like the other day, they started like outside of John Morant. They were against Denver. They were two and nineteen from three point range with everybody not named John Morant. Well, he's their number two, and and that's the crazy thing when comparing these two teams is that when I would say who has the better one two at Phoenix or Memphis, I would have laughed you out of the room and said. Phoenix. What are you kidding me? Of course, but Bain in those 12 game games averaging 25 a game, like he can not only run offense, like he can be a number one option wow. just for long stretches of a game right the now. the Suns have Mikael Bridges. They've got Jaron Jackson Jr. blocking shots, coming up with steals. That gets played out of his mind. He's going to be defensive player of the year if he keeps this he's up He's the favorite right now. Right now. He's got to be. He's the it, favorite. He's just, he's one of those guys, uh, I'm writing about it on the site, it's going to be up on AirsonSports.com later though. When, when you have a four like that, because we talk so much about being able to switch and all that kind of stuff, hang on, ball hand there's all this stuff like that's all well and good but when you have a guy like him on the weeks you, you want to put your Kelly Olenek you put your shooter out there at the four whatever put him in the corner Jaron Jackson Jr. is going to be waiting in that help side and if you bring the ball to the rim he is going to smack it into the third row he's averaging over three blocks a game right now he's been magnificent let's talk about Chris Paul yeah. on the second night of back-to-backs now 
three for 11 from the field. He did not make a shot in the first half. He was 0 for 5. He had a stretch in that game for about five minutes where he was lights out. Five-minute stretch where he was really good. Got his legs under him. But overall, you know, you, we, we pay attention to this. You know, when you've got to play back-to-backs or play in every other day, Chris struggled in that game. 3 for 11 overall. Didn't shoot the 3 very well. Had the 11 assists, I believe, but only a few turnovers. What's your thoughts on him in those type of games? I entered the year thinking that rest management had to be in their vocabulary this year, but it's just it's just not going to be, and we're just at the point now where it's past not even semantics, but just the past the point of discussing it. Like he's going to play. It's just it's just the stage of this situation that we're in right now. He's going to play. He was asked about it again um, the other night, and he was just like, "I'm." I've always said he repeated his same philosophy, which is like, "I've missed so many games because of injuries that whenever I am physically able to, yeah. from a health standpoint, I am going to play." But Gambo, we've never been in these situations before. Before, where we've seen it clearly affect him until like last year that Dallas series especially when they were playing every other day this is the point now where if you start to see it physically you have to start to at least consider it and, and it doesn't make them soft it, it makes them smart if anything if they do it and they have the depth to to be able to handle it campaign's been wonderful as a starter they don't right now at least until he gets back but they're in a position to be okay with him kind of doing that and, and more so once they complete the trade or two that they should have coming here soon within the next two months they'll be in an even <laughs> better spot too but we keep we keep saying oh, yeah. I, I we have a running gag on our on our podcast where we end the podcast by saying hey is jay crowder gonna get traded this week and then we both predict and we both say no every time and maybe we'll say yes the week before the trade deadline when it probably happens but it just feels like we're gonna keep waiting and waiting all right what happened on the end of the bench at the end of the game the other the other night let me let me let me let me phrase it to you let me put it to you this way where are you in terms of uh, how big of a deal it was. And let's just focus on Monty and D.A. because that's what everybody's talking about. Uh, where are you between the Sun stance, that no big deal, it was just a family argument, and Charles Barkley's stance, the sky is falling, this team is nowhere close to a championship. you got to be somewhere in between, right? I'm going to decline the invitation, you said, to keep it to Monty and D.A. because that was more of a D.A. and Bridges thing. It wasn't even a Monty and D.A. I thing. Really. So that, that's kind of me, talk to him. That's kind of my answer. But to, anyway, to that sort of point... Um, it appeared the DA screwed up on a screen. That's at least how I interpreted it. A couple of times post game, he referred to screwing up on a play. Me and Dwayne Rankin from the Arizona Republic asked him, like, hey, well, what was the play? And then he was being as goofy, jovial stuff as always. Like, you guys watch the game. You're experts, right? You guys can figure it out. And then he gave us the hint that it was before the huddle and everything went down. So we went back and watched and we deduced that he messed up on a screen. Mikel was pointing at the other end of the floor while he was quite honestly just bickering with him. And they, and they were bickering back and forth. And then it extended over to that huddle. And that's where you saw Monty Williams and you can see Monty's he points hot. at DA and he points at Mikel and he's I assume he's saying like no it's not just you DA it's like both of you just need to stop with this bickering and arguing on the court that's not what we do it's not what it's about here and I mean you guys know Mikel and the type of personality that he is and the charisma that he has and how lovable of a guy that he is and DA is like that too but for Mikel to be the guy to he snapped at two different points in that game in the second quarter too I wrote about it on the site he was turning around at the defense and like yelling some stuff out and pointing at spots on the floor I asked him about it after the game and he said it had to do with me first of all and I was I was mad at myself for how I was defending but all of us as well like we just weren't connected and that's where I look at Mikel reacting that way specifically and that's where I react more than anything else but the money DA thing like I'm, I'm putting zero into it with those two specifically but I think there's more of a conversation there when you talk about Mikel and DeAndre. Yeah. So, to Barkley's point, I, I think you, I don't think I look at this team right now and pencil them into the Western Conference Finals. 
not not right now. Not, I mean, not, now yeah, maybe not if they constructed, yeah, not I as they're presently constructed. I, I don't, you know, I don't, you know, I don't know if they're a first round out or a second round out. Um, but to sit there and just say, okay, they, you know, they're going to make it to the to the Western Conference Finals. The way they're constructed right now, I just, I think other, th- I think things have to happen. Yes. You know, for them to put themselves in a position where I could say, okay, I'm confident that this team will be one of the four remaining. Would you both agree that last year heading into the playoffs, you would have had them as a clear favorite against everyone but Golden State? And Golden State to you is probably still a coin flip. Maybe you picked the Suns sure. or whatever. You would have agreed. 100%. Now, I think it's a coin flip or the other team is the favorite in, what, five, six matchups maybe? Dallas is you just a roll bad through? matchup. New Orleans, and they didn't even have Ingram in those games. No. Memphis would probably be favored ahead of them. I, Golden Denver. State's going to suffer here. I, yeah. I look See, at, I think Denver's a good matchup for them. Yeah, because DeAndre handles Jokic yeah. really well. So I think that that is a favorable matchup for the Suns. That's so, a bad matchup so for So even Denver. if we settle on three, okay, you're Memphis, getting... Memphis, New Orleans... Dallas, because that's just a terrible And then we'll matchup. see with the Clippers and the Warriors, who were the two Goliaths we thought coming in. But that's the first round right there. So Clippers you get by the beat first the round. the hell out of the Celtics. They did, yeah. Beat the hell out of them. You can get by those three teams in the first round, but you're playing one of them in the second round. So you're not getting the West Conference Finals out facing one of those three teams where you feel like it's a coin flip. So I've been saying, I was asked on one of the shows earlier, just what do you see as the ceiling right now? And, and I've been saying second round. I just think they need additions and they need to get healthy because they need to get healthy to help some of their guys find a rhythm right now because the lack of bodies right now the last three weeks is clearly affecting the rhythm of multiple guys. I have not ruled out Kyle. I've ruled out a lot of guys for the J crowd at trade. I've not ruled out Kyle Kuzma, although I think it's very unlikely they get him just because, like, what what would Washington... Washington doesn't want Jay Crowder. They're going to want, you know, give me something good. But watching Kuzma play, just talk about the player and what he brings to the table. Is that not exactly what the Phoenix Suns would need right now? Did you see how much he was doing off the dribble all night? Exactly what they need. Inside the lane, he was getting to those floaters, getting to those hook shots. He was punishing mismatches in the post. You watch him grab and go off of breaks. He's exactly what they need. He's not a lights-out shooter by any means, and he takes bad shots from time to time. But you look at the athleticism, the length, the size that you get from that type of scoring as well. They just don't have that. How many times have we talked about like their, their matchup problems with guys like Kawhi Leonard on the higher end and on the lower end, Harrison Barnes, those big, muscular kind of wings and lengthy wings. And they just didn't really length. have anyone. And he gives you the, one of those guys. I think he would be perfect. And I, I wouldn't even hesitate at giving up a first round pick for him. I wouldn't even hesitate at giving up two right now. And that's a guy who could be a rental. But I'm in I'm in championship win now right now mode. And that is the great divide amongst everyone else. How much you are willing to give up right now? That's what I said yesterday. Uh, your Chris Paul window is right now. I mean, you got to go after it. If it takes a first round pick, I, I didn't say two, but if you say two, I'm all in on Kuzma. Because they don't want Jay Crowder. They would want draft capital. They don't want Jay Crowder. Yeah. Weren't they sniffing around Crowder with the with a different trade? The with the Wizards, weren't they? they Mark Stein reported that there was a package that the Suns turned down that potentially involved Rui Hachimura, but Hachimura is not a good player right now. Of course, the Suns would turn that down. It makes no sense. They want to get back not only like a legitimate piece of their rotation, but I think someone in the higher end who you would look at as a starter. Like they've said that Cam Johnson's basically their sixth starter for a million times. They would want someone like that to that effect. All right, Kellen, always appreciate you joining us on the program. Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, happy holidays, everyone. uh, Thank you. We'll check in with you in a couple weeks.